Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm your host, Ganya Masato, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? And Devin Nakoba. Howdy. Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast. And of course, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. We're on like week three now of someone who emailed a question in and we never answered them. Oh, no. <coughs> so we definitely got to get to that, well, this podcast. Okay, is it a question for all of us or just... Ah. Yeah, I mean, we it's can all answer, question? but it's a general question, but um, I, I think I have an answer, so well, well, I tell you what, we'll start off with that yeah. with our guest, yeah, when I, we intro- introduce him in a minute. If you'd like to get more, if you'd like to help the show get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. Plus you get a shirt. Plus you get a shirt. Yeah, I've been sending out lots of shirts lately. Uh, thank you to Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. You can call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for a free estimate, kupukupulandscaping.com. In fact, our guest will probably, it's a good uh, resource for Kupu Kupu Landscaping. Um, and thank you to Fort Ruger Market. Woo. I had the uh, Rugerlicious again mm-hmm. this week, but yesterday I tried their spicy ahi poke. It is very good. It's very hot. So it thank you hot. for that because I just thought it no, was really good. You just and don't like hot stuff. I, I don't. I, I don't like. So it might not be oh. very when somebody hot. Tells me, but when somebody tells me, "Oh, it's really good," then I'll try it. But if they tell me the spicy one is really good, and the way he was describing it oh. made it sound like it's spicy, but it's not that. Spicy. What made you a panty father's hot stuff? You grew <laughs> up that way. I can eat some hot stuff, but no, you I don't, don't like you know. hot stuff. You don't like. No, not that. No, my mom never liked it that much. Oh, so I okay. Just don't so you grew up not eating. Yeah, yeah, got it. She said I was allergic to it. I think. When I, <laughs> that's what your parents tell you. Your local parents, they all go, "Oh, you're allergic to it." So we know. I was. I thought I was allergic to all kinds of crap, and then it turns out it wasn't that. It was that my mom didn't want me to eat it. Oh. Or, or did they tell you like, "Oh, that's really expensive." I used to get a lot of that. Oh, really? Like, uh, I'd want to get ika cuttlefish, mm-hmm. like yeah. dried cuttlefish. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really expensive. It was though, except it is expensive. Yeah, <laughs> that's, not, that's not a lot. No, but I look at it now; it's not that expensive. Your mom just didn't want to buy it for yeah. you, so yeah, yeah. She's like, "Well, it's it's expensive for you, <laughs> not <Yeah>. for me." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thanks, thanks to Ford Ruger Market. You can find Devin Kuma ninety four point seven. You can go to highlifeclothing.com for Kyle. And locationshawaii.com for me. And please don't forget to rate us on like iTunes and stuff. Uh, the ratings actually are very helpful because they help um, push our. They help our the algorithm, algorithm right? Yeah, everything yeah. is about the algorithm. Unless nowadays. unless you don't want to rate us a five, in which case, don't worry about it. Just rate us a five. We're, yeah. we're good. Yeah, just click on the five. You don't have to. Except write for the anything. person who asked us the question and we didn't answer the question, you're okay if you give us less than five. <laughs> I, well, we I, I, I don't know if you had any expectations that we'd answer this on the podcast, but, oh. uh, okay. but anyway. Well, let's get let's give it. Our yeah, guest let's on. get let's get our guest introduced. So, uh, all I wrote here was Jeremy Chang. I don't even <laughs> cool. have a bio because I, I I thought I figured I'd know you well enough that I could I could do it. So, singer, contractor, realtor. Uh, all-around sound person, musician, <laughs> businessman. Father right of on. four. Father of <laughs> four. Woo! So our guest me. today is Jeremy Chang. <laughs> so musician extraordinaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. 
Yeah, man. No, I I, I was looking forward to this thing because uh, you're like a wealth of knowledge in many, many things. Oh, thanks. So I figured uh, it's going to be more like asking you questions and okay. then you're just spotting out uh, answers oh. to us. But, but no okay. pressure. Wrong no pressure answers. I know. <laughs> Multiple choices. Wrong answers only. Multiple choice. But let, let's start off. Okay, so Henry wrote, a, wrote us a, this question, and I think I know the answer, but uh, I'll pose it to you guys. Okay. Why is there not a physical Hawaii music museum in Hawaii? He said you can find stuff like historical stuff online or whatever, but there's no music museum here. I mean, we have Bishop Museum, which and then is in Waikiki, a museum. I thought there was. There is a Hawaii music museum. Not that I know of. Not really. Not a full I've, blown one. I've never seen. Oh, one. I mean, no. not you the know. not the way that people are, I think, traditionally of a museum. But right. I know that I thought the Brickwood folks had done some sort of a collecting a collection thing. That yeah, I'm, I'm not aware of. Waikiki. Yeah, huh? there's not even that? a surfing museum for Hawaii. Oh, you would think oh, that would be really? really. Yeah, I mean, there was the. I think there was one of the maritime whatever. Yeah. In, by uh. So now we know what John's gonna do next. There you go. <laughs> That's my next project. <laughs> Wasn't as big as it should yeah. be, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I I just take it as it's just cost, you know. Like it's not like um, because it's a physical thing where you have to store a bunch of items. You need a lot of space. Mm. Space here is very expensive. True. So where do you put it? The Bishop you know, Museum could build a wing. Yeah, I guess so. But or for just for music, I, like I yeah, I don't know if that'd be worth it for them. Can you imagine going and visiting Israel's ukulele? Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff like that. You know, uh, Sean awesome. Yakubon, who, who has been a guest on this podcast, um, he's a uh, instrument historian. Mm-hmm. He was somewhere that had Jake's ukulele in a oh. museum. Oh, really? And yeah. it wasn't Hawaii. It wasn't Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> it also had Taylor Swift's ukulele somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't know where he was, but he was posting about it on Facebook and stuff. I'm like, wow, that's super Japan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, some kind of ukulele. What was, what was the other question? That was no. That was the. Question. Oh, that was, an, oh, that was a good question. question. Yeah, that's yeah. A good question. But yeah, I just I think it just comes down to. Cost. We have no answer for you. We're really sorry. <laughs> 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 you well, waited no, all that time. Ah, get damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, what, what you said was if we could find a guest that could answer that question. Oh. You know, right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jeremy's like, wait, what? <laughs> what, was, what was the question again? <laughs> Why is there not a physical Hawaii music museum? I would, you know, if I was to guess, it would be that it's not something that would produce a profit margin for somebody. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So it would have to be either a nonprofit who would be willing to take on the historical endeavor and then produce an actual physical space, coalesce all of the instruments, right? Have a historian do all the write ups. And yeah, and then for and for what for a benefit it would almost be like something that would be free in Waikiki because as mm. opposed to somebody going well I would rather sit on the beach and actually drink and watch the live music mm. right mm. so I think at the end of the day we kind of know the answer to that yeah yeah now if this were Iowa okay a- and land was cheap you could just build out a warehouse real quick I think right. you know it'd be a lot easier but is that where Jake and Taylor Swift's ukulele yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I, th- I think that's what it comes down to. It's just mm-hmm. straight I think up cost. So. I think so too. Yeah, it is yeah. expensive yeah, to do to be stuff a, here. It'd be a state thing. I think. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. So so on to our guest, Jeremy. Right on. Okay, Thanks so, for having me. So let's see. Do we start with the music first or the construction first? Why don't we go music first? Because since okay. we are a music channel, so uh, we met <laughs> you as an artist on High Sessions. Yep. But where does your love for music start? Take us back to the beginning as a young lad. So <laughs> <It's> a young <laughs> lad. <laughs> 
I got into playing ukulele because I had all your CDs as a kid. Oh, okay. okay. And then I started taking uh, ukulele lessons with Tracy Tarada. Oh, wow. really? And Jake was there too. Yeah, this is at the course, old four yeah. string studio. Out in Kaneohe. Kauhipa, yeah. right? Oh, off Kauhipa. Yeah, yeah. That's right, because you grew up in Kaneohe. Yep. So you started on ukulele? Yep. Oh, so okay. I started on ukulele. I was in sixth grade. My parents bought me an ukulele. And then I、uh, joined band in seventh grade. Band? And I failed out of band <laughs>、uh, as a drummer. Really? I,、mm-hmm. huh. And I had stopped playing music altogether. And、oh. so I didn't start again till I was 21. Was wait, it, wait, how do you fail out of. I know. So I just, I think I'm just wired differently. I just couldn't、mm. get it. I just didn't want to practice. It was, a,、oh. it was like, you have to hit the drum. I was like, I already know the song. I'm not going to sit in my room and <laughs> waste my life hitting a rubber pad and then、mm. writing down. I played for 30 minutes and I was、oh. too self righteous to, to lie and have my parents do it. Because I didn't want to be in band. I wanted to play ukulele and sing. But you、oh. think if there was another instrument, you might have excelled in it if it, w- if it caught your interest instead of drums? Oh, yeah, it was ukulele. <laughs> But, yeah. But I mean, I'm Chinese, right? So you're not allowed to do things that you'd like to do. <laughs> yeah, so you, 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 it's Hawaii, right? You, just, you, you do as you're told. So it's like, oh, oh, do you like golfing? No. Well, you're going to golf. Do you like tennis? No. Well, you like band? No. I like ukulele. And that's what, that's what got it started. I was in wow, band. Okay, okay. And,、uh, I didn't like, know that part. So、yeah. I'm glad I asked. Okay, so、yeah. you're, you're into the ukulele. So, back, so now you're 21. And wait, where did you go to school? Castle High School.、Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a、I、good、see. high school. Yeah. I may have been there <laughs> at the same time you were there. Because I did some of my student teaching at Castle yeah, High School. I, I, I think I remember you being on site. 2003. Masata from Pure Heart is teaching class today. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, it was, it was an observation, so I didn't actually teach at that、mm. point.、Mm-hmm. You wanted to be a math teacher, yeah, or something? Physics. Physics.、Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which just、That's、seems interesting, I know, too. I know. Physics is so interesting. It's, it's a great subject because it's like, it explains the world, you know? Yeah. But he,、um, never, he never uses it anymore. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, dude. Okay. <laughs> no, no. He gets、it. so excited. Well, it's music. He's like, but I don't want to teach. Well,、it. I mean, it's music, <laughs> right? Air. Is fluid, right, 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 right. It's just not as viscous as water, and so that's similar.、Mm-hmm. It's physics, right? We're、yeah. made up of water, so vibrationally. <laughs> But did you go to did you go to college or you just? So I, at the age I was seventeen, graduated high school, and I became pilot. Oh. Yep. What? So by nineteen, I was a commercial pilot. Whoa. And then, I.、Um, Were you flying for a major airline? No,、anything? I wasn't. So, I was just building time. There's like a, a whole series of events that happens before you can become、mm-hmm. like an actual commercial pilot、yeah. at an airline or a cargo company. So, I got all my ratings, I got my CFI. So, I was an instructor. And then I almost got into a plane crash or like I had a near miss. Oh, whoa. What、yeah. kind of plane? A Cessna. Oh, what、yeah. happened?、Whoa. So,、um, there was a demo, there's two demo pilots from. I want to say Kansas representing Cessna Corporation. And they were doing touring and like demo flights for a caravan. Grand Caravan is the same air, airplane that Mokulele uses. Single、okay. engine, turboprop, cute little plane. They were doing a demo flight. They weren't really,、um, it's not that they weren't skilled, it's that they weren't familiar with Class Bravo airspace. 
so they didn't mm. know the rules and regs because Honolulu is very unique. It's like an, you can think of the airspace with regards to being controlled as multiple cylinders stacked on each other like an upside down wedding cake. So okay. Class Bravo airspace is one of the most restricted airspaces. Plus, we have all every single military institution here on the right, island, right? right. So yeah. it's very it's a defense island, and so um, they weren't on the right frequency. We were climbing out. I was with another pilot. He's at Hawaiian Airlines now. He mm. saved my life, Ron Ronnie Delion. Wow. <laughs> he saved my life, and so um, we were climbing out. We we're doing a cross country to Kona, and this guy wasn't paying attention. It was my leg. I wasn't. I wasn't really paying attention. They called traffic. I spotted it in sight. It wasn't at the same distance because they had said, "Oh, there's like I think it was like ten mile, eleven o'clock, ten miles at five thousand feet." You know traffic's it so i called it oh it's in sight that plane was roughly you can see a plane 10 t- miles out. oh yeah really yeah, yeah what is the sure. farthest you can see when you're up in the air you know i i i wouldn't know it depends on the how clear it is how clear the skies are well, well, I you mean, can see you can, see, you can see molokai from yeah yeah molokai's big beach. that's why yeah <laughs> but you can you can yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see super far if you're yeah. at high elevation yeah because right? you're up in the, there's nothing black. Right. a lot of them are clouds yeah, yeah. right just yeah. So you see a lot, but I I didn't see it, you know. And you're tra- I'm traveling at like I don't know how many 120 knots. I don't know how fast they're cruising in at. They weren't on the right frequency. As I'm changing frequencies, I hear um, the tower yelling at them to like you know, like hey, they're calling their call sign. I don't know it's them. You need to switch over to Honolulu. At the time, I think it was Honolulu Center, which I don't think they have that anymore. Mm, yeah. But uh, anyways. Uh, we were climbing out and they decided to bank because oh. I think they got on the right thing so they didn't really see us and then we nearly missed oh. we, we stalled and after that I went out and bought a guitar <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'm de- and I went um, Noah Bonk and it, at the time it was Kylan Reese for John Kitakis yeah 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 okay. and Andrew they had uh, Honolulu or Hawaii Music Supply in Kaneohe by Yamashiro yep yep this is pre pre North Shore. Yeah, so. and you never Shore. flew again. I did. I I finished. I I uh, <laughs> I I ended up finding that love for music again because I had gone a really long time without it. Yeah, mm. and so I bought this Montana guitar. The head was snapped off, so the headstock was snapped off the so guitar off the it. neck. So I bought it for fifty dollars from Andrew, is John's son, and he. Yep. Kylan glued the neck back on, and they put two screws in it, and then I that and then I fell in love with music, and then well, I started. Wait, how did your friend save your life? I mean, did he just go? He just Dude. he he. I wasn't paying attention, and then he saw it, decided to go. He just honked the horn. Yeah, yeah. Just just gave it what we could it's a small yeah. plane and then just pulled up and we just we like they barely went under us oh, wow yeah, man. it was exciting so <laughs> super exciting now you can see it was exciting yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time you're like gotta check my pants over yeah here. check the ability yeah <laughs> no, <for real>. wow <laughs> so, do you think that happens often and just not nobody to- talks you about know, it you know I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure but unfortunately for the two pilots they were doing demo flights in California so this is a few weeks after the incident my friend was trying to get in at Island Air at the time mm. to fly the dashes. Ah. And he didn't want to have a blemish on his like mm. record. So we didn't report it. Oh. And then a few weeks later, I think it was three weeks later, our chief pilot, 
uh, his name is Mac, Mac Smith. I don't even know if he's alive anymore, but he came and he told me that those two pilots ended up um, slamming the plane into a side of a mountain in California and dying. Oh, oh my God. No. no. Yeah. So they were. Kinda, so they were not only reckless on Oahu, they were probably reckless maybe, everywhere else. Yeah. So it was, wow. that was unfortunate. Wow. Yeah. Man. But, anyways, that, put, that puts a lot of. It puts your life into perspective at a real early age. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure, sure. And so that's for me. Flying was just kind of like the vehicle that would help me get my real estate because that's really what I what wanted to do from a real early age. I knew I wanted to get into real estate. And so, well, what's crazy? You were yeah. like an old Chinese man when you were nineteen, <laughs> huh? <Yeah. laughs> Sitting on the fence trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cents. <laughs> was that your um, parents' goal, though, for you to did they did they kind of like steer you towards towards real estate? No, 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 that? not at all. Because they're not they're not. Yeah, what I it. what I thought because yeah. so he's a contractor too. So I thought yeah. his dad was a contractor. Yeah. So he, that's how he yeah. learned. But no, yeah, my dad's a pilot, so he oh, was a captain. Oh, so that's and, yeah. why you wanted to become a pilot. Yeah. So whenever yeah. I tell people, oh, I just followed my dad. Oh, that's because he's so a pilot. What, yeah. did your, what did your dad say when you said, "Oh, you know what? I'm not gonna be a pilot. I bought a guitar." Oh, that was an interesting conversation. <laughs> it was, it was an interesting time. I think by then, when I had really stopped, because there was, it's not like I immediately stopped. I bought the guitar. I was still flying, building hours. Mm-hmm. I started applying. I applied to Transair, at the time, and their cargo company. Mm-hmm. They're still still around, mm-hmm. um, and I was, you know, just kind of waffling on what to do with life you know young don't have a direction i had a huge student loan through the sally may pilot oh. career foundation mm. it was horrible like amortized at like 17 percent. it was just gnarly and fortunately my dad came in and he paid for like more than half of it because he wow. saw how fast it was accruing interest yeah mm. it's really hard because that kind of stuff especially educational loans there indentured servant yeah, you can't basically. you can't you uh, never bankrupt yourself from. out of it correct yeah. i mean after a scare like that he must have understood why you wanted to switch directions. i mean kind of i i never i wasn't adamant i wasn't like oh i'm gonna become a musician now what happened was i was like well i'm enjoying playing music i was also going to uh get trying to get a biology degree hmm. so at the time i think when i finally left uh i had like 90 credits something like that so i was doing everything at the same time and i was hmm. working a bunch of different Holy jobs smokes, dude and so it was wild because I wanted to buy a house young. Wow, that was my goal. You were driven was, from a young age. Yeah, at sixteen, I was a complete asshole. Really? Just <laughs> yeah, with all my friends, just I was like, I know what I'm doing with my life. Mm. You know, that's that was my whole thing. And so it was just jumping mm. around, and then I got into music, and that lasted a long time. Yeah, that no, was years. I just you know uh, our friend James introduced us, yep. and he was like, you got to see this guy Jeremy, and once I saw Jeremy, he came on the show, and then it was like every event after that. It's like, oh, Jeremy's here. Oh, oh. Jeremy's playing. Oh, Jeremy's there. <laughs> you just were just eating up every single like yeah. gig possible. I was trying it, to buy that house. Yeah, was, man. And you said you did a lot of weddings and stuff too. I did a lot. I think there was a good there's a good five year period where I was doing probably close to 530 shows a year. Jeez. Yeah. I and mean, he was like the capenna yeah. of. A but Chinese I, guys. Yeah, I was. I was, <laughs> I was Chinese guys. <laughs> That's the truth. Not local. Because <laughs> I, I was. I was so. I didn't want to. I didn't want to ever record. I didn't want a hoku. I didn't uh-huh. want to be an artist. I was. I used to tell uh, tourists. I used to say, "I'm a. I'm the mechanic of Waikiki." They go, "What do you mean?" I was like, "I'm the live music mechanic. I just come in and just do it." 
I fix mm-hmm. it. I leave. I get my paycheck. And so it's a that was an interesting thing. That's when I kind of realized I was like very entrepreneurial. That's mm-hmm. when I kind I realized looking back, there's all these other stories, but that's the main one where I realized. So when you started uh, music, you didn't think, oh, one day I'm gonna have an album. I'm gonna write an original song. No, I'm gonna have this playlist. And it's a means to an end. Tour the world, right? No, you just wanted. to. Yeah, because I I did it because I really loved it. Because when the I think. I don't know how I would phrase it, but like the coming to grips with your mortality at any age, right? It changes you, right? They always talk about how people have midlife crises, right? And well, what is that centered around? It's probably your mortality. You want to enjoy life at that point. So for me, it was about enjoying life. So mm. I was a mm. young new musician. I had just started a, um, at the time it was called Jeremy Ching Acoustics because I couldn't, I wasn't good enough to play because I, I was terrible. I got fired. I have the awesome, most awesomest stories I can share with you guys. <laughs> I got fired from a number of gigs when I first started out because I was really horrible. And I decided to do sound. So I was doing sound for uh, David Asing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dave. Okay. Yeah, and for myself. And I started doing lots of sound gigs. And then that company eventually turned into Audio Contractors Hawaii, which still operates today. Wait, how and do you so- get fired from a gig? Oh, bro. I mean, I they did. hear you before they hire you. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. So I did a cover. I covered this gig, and for all the musicians so our, out our, there, our friend, yeah. our friend David, right? He's a uh, he's a musician, good musician, but he also books a lot of gigs. Yeah. So he's a booker. So like, yeah, yeah, he'll call me every once in a while. Like, hey, what, what are you doing tonight? Like, well, you know, somebody dropped out of yeah. Trump Tower or whatever. Can you go over there and play? Oh, that kind of thing. So uh, that may be where somebody. That is exactly what happened. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I, I was at Hula Grill. Oh yeah, okay. The outrigger. Okay. I yeah. told you sorry. No. So, I showed up because he. Uh, but me. I play. I used to play there. Right. Yeah. So everyone I think has played there yeah. at some point in their career, musical career. And I was young. It's two thousand and nine, and I was doing sound for David. So I'd go and set up for band, Kapena, Kouka, Kaala Boys, like at all these random venues. I used to run this thing on Pier Thirty Seven the ocean expo i used to run that entire event by myself it was wild and what ended up happening was he called me because i would i'm basically like plan z it was like well (laughs) i've never had he's never hired me to sing he's like hey you sing right i was like yeah he's like can you do a gig tomorrow night and who i was like absolutely i was like my day has come (laughs) okay this is this is it (laughs) and i didn't own enough equipment so I went out and I bought some bought some stuff that I thought I needed at Easy Music. Shout out to Randy Allen because he sold me oh, nice. yeah. thousands Allen, of dollars yeah. of stuff yeah. that I didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> he's a ho- he's a homie, so it's all good. And then what happened was, um, I went the next day. I set up. I only knew twelve songs, and it was main, mainly Kalapana, C and K country comfort like old kind of stuff mm. some other like country music older country music and then like some other contemporary just stuff 12 songs that's all i knew it's two hour gig oh bro and i was like i'm gonna bring my friend with me brandon ing he's a he was a uh music okay, guy okay. and i said oh he's just gonna paani the whole time like paani and the songs will be five minutes long and i'm gonna play them twice yeah one hour that great almost, idea right? right great idea yeah. i'm so nervous I played all 12 songs in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. no. yeah. So that, that, was a ba- that was the bad part. But the worst part is that I didn't know how to use a sound system. And they had a microphone XLR input into the wall. Right. right? That Standard. goes to the speakers. Yeah. Line, line level input. 
I didn't know what to do, and I remember seeing it the day before. The day before, so I went to Easy Music. I got a converter, quarter inch cable to XLR.、Huh. I went out the back of my powered mixer. I had a Yamaha EMX something, so I'm putting 200 watts into what should be、oh. like a four milliwatt input, and I blew the entire restaurant out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <bro> . <laughs> on your first song, For, first, yeah, first, not even first song. Yeah, you can't even sing a song. So what happened was I said everything. Okay, I'm looking at the VU meter. Okay, it's good. I just touched the level. The whole restaurant like explodes. <laughs> oh my god! This, never, no, this, never, how does it sound? Like feedback explosion or just? No, like, oh no no! Everything、oh. broke. The, all the cones broke. Wow! So yeah, you know, yeah. The like, entire you know, restaurant. Yeah. And so I'm already nervous. <laughs> I'm more nervous <laughs> now. And all I had was I had a monitor, my little powered speaker. So I literally played in the bar, and then I played for about twenty minutes. I played all my songs. I started repeating the songs and just freaking out. And then the general manager, my friend now Jeff Kent, Jeff King. I don't know if he's there. He was at I think Duke's、okay. last time, and yeah, he's he's like you know you guys can back up and go. <laughs> <laughs> Did he charge、uh, you for the broken speakers? No, no, they, I don't think anyone knew. And then I haven't. I've only really told that. I've started telling this story for years, but、um, a lot of guys knew around that time. They're like, "Yeah, something happened to the speakers. <laughs> the system is always broken over there." Well,、and、I was、so、gonna say, I, I used to play there, and I used to, I used to put my guitar down. I put, I have a looper, and I, I would start something, and I put my guitar down. I used to walk around the rush. I'm like. I don't think anything's coming out of this. <laughs> <laughs>、like、Now you know why. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was the music career. That was the start. I didn't get called for another nine months. Wow. Yeah, and so I just made it a point. Which、I、is crazy because go watch Jeremy's videos. Yeah, he's、no. exceptionally good singer and performer. Like you'd never think that he came from that. And your music changed. Your, your,、oh, the way you, you do, do a lot of R and B stuff. Yeah, you、too. do a lot of R and B now. Well,、right? I've always done it. It's just I never done. I've just haven't really done it on high sessions.、Mm. Or like it depends because I think the last recording I did at Four Seasons, it I didn't have my looper really hooked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, and now I'm, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm an uncle. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're now, old.、Man. You're old now. You're old now. <laughs> you are an uncle. Once you hit thirty, apparently you're an uncle. I don't know, man. Huh. I, yeah, I I still love it though. I I love playing music. It's just COVID COVID had slowed down, but still no、um, itching to do an album or anything like that. No, no, no. I'm not creative enough.、Mm. I'm just not. I think I I don't. I'm not. I enjoy the act of playing music, but I mean I'm not artistic. Like, I, I would I would. Call、uh, Jeremy like a like a like a mechanical、yeah, uh, mechanical musician. I'm the kind of、yeah. the same way. Like mechanical musician. Yeah, like, that's like I. That's legit. He and I are similar in that we can see people do stuff. Okay, I can figure out how to do that. I can kind of do it,、yeah. but like, not.、Uh, we're, we're both not like super. Like, oh, I'm gonna sit in my house and think of poetry and. Write down,、yeah. and come up with you know like we're not like that not like an artist like、uh, that, that writes yeah the real kind of yeah, artist artist you know yeah 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 I've always felt that way too like、yeah. I, I I enjoy music I like playing music and I can I can do it but I'm not like I'm not drawn or called、yeah. to be this really artsy creative person yeah you know?、mm. it's、but、funny though because I thought that's I mean that's kind of the the way people expect musicians to be right. 
is, I, is I to that, have I that a lot of musicians is to have that, that desire to create and make all that stuff maybe, maybe. I think most musicians are like that yeah but yeah. I, I'm more interested in like doing something that is interesting or like I feel like I can do it, and then really getting good at it like the perfection yeah. of that that thing mm-hmm. so you know like uh, in my in my early days it was that the boom chuck uh, strumming that Ernie does like mm-hmm. I just wanted to be really good at that so I'm like obsessively focused on doing that but I wasn't like, oh, I got to come up with my own style of strumming or, you know, I want to try this, whatever sound. I I don't think like that. Hmm. Huh. That's that's probably like you too. I just looked in the mirror one day and I was like, oh, bro, you're not going to make them. (laughs) 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 Bullet Chinese guy. (laughs) Like, like, fucking a spade is a spade. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I look like, yeah, I'm not gonna be delusional about. It. I'm probably not gonna. <laughs> but, the, but the kind of music you play and the and the and the the the, the way you guys play it yeah. is suited for where you guys play it. Like, well, that's because I'm not a bar. Okay, I want to yeah. make the money. I'm yeah. looking. Yeah, and what you're playing you music that, that <laughs> okay, I'll do coming that. your way. <laughs> You're not going, oh, here's an original song. I want to get, you know, all yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you're playing music that the crowd wants to yeah, hear yeah. And, you're, and you're happy doing it. And yeah. that's right. perfect. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I, the, the best way to explain it is we like to entertain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that if I get more, I probably get more pleasure about playing a song that someone wants to hear that they have a great memory or like it makes their time in Waikiki like, you know, oh man, we enjoyed watching this. Chinese guy. That's usually what. That's the words that they usually say. Cause I know. Cause the front desk will be like, "Hey, another person asked for you." They said, "Hey, what happened to that Chinese guy?" <laughs> and so that's you know that's how. It's yeah, yeah. Is, it, you know. is it your card, Jeremy Chen? Yeah. The Chinese guy. <laughs> it's just, it's just chi- Chinaman's hat on the card. It's the symbol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but that's. I think. I think that's fascinating because uh, I think you're the first person we've had. Who's sort of you and John sort of meet on that same oh, level of yeah. you know what I mean like you've achieved yeah. stuff. The, the, it's not that you're not good musicians because you're excellent musicians. Mm. It's just your your drive is different than yeah. other people. Like Justin mm. is different. Yeah, yeah, Justin has to create. He yeah he, yeah. I don't have a deep is good. but I don't have a deep desire to express myself. Yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah. I don't have these like you don't even do that without music. Yeah, right, right, right. Because we Asian, now we suppress yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but that's but that's the other interesting thing <laughs> yeah. is the two of you both come from uh, relatively traditional Asian families, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where it's where it's very it's very much don't. Don't do too much experimentation what yeah. you're doing because you need to make money no, right. because if you know more job, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like if you know more job and you know more money. Dishonor. But but it's true. No, I mean and you yeah. both you yeah. both definitely have that in your family. I mean, I don't know well, your parents. No, no, so that's the reason why when people ask me, Oh, did you just know right away? No, I didn't know because it was a secret from my parents. Like they didn't really yeah. know. What was going on? Didn't know, and it wasn't something for me to share because I-, I wanted to do it. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. not like I was running around doing meth or anything. Yeah. I'm trying to play music because I I just the th- the thrill of yeah. having butterflies on stage. Yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. adrenaline rush. You know what it's like, then. Mm-hmm. Come on, like mm-hmm. you remember go back to when you first went on stage. It's like it, at the time, it's like oh, I hate that feeling. But now, once you're so numb to it, you're like I kind of miss. Mm-hmm. that awkwardness you know it's like going to an open mic 
yeah. you know, and you're just like, yeah. oh man. But then if you do a good job, or even if you think you do a bad job and people like it, like, oh, that's such a life's too short, huh? So you just that's a good feeling. You still get nervous, John? Um, depends on the no. gig. <laughs> I don't see you nervous at all when you go on. Most gigs, no. But yeah. there are. He's nervous when he does gigs at Pure Heart because he goes, What's the set list? I have no <laughs> idea. No, he's like, oh, you guys want to try this song? <laughs> no, we didn't rehearse that. it, but what the hell? Let's <laughs> go. No, there, there are times that I do. I'm trying to think of. But it would be like, um, Oh, we need you to speak about something and then play a song to these eighth graders. Oh, yeah, that, that would, that would make nervous. me nervous. Yeah. You know, like, anybody nervous. Yeah. But like a regular gig. I'm <laughs> so, you know, you said you played uh, Country Comfort, Call Upon Us, mm. and Kings. So yep. You're way younger than John. You're 35, dude. You're yeah, not you're supposed <laughs> to be. Why, why did you pick up that my, music? My because parents, you enjoyed my it? Parents. Mm. My parents were into it. So you're playing it when you're yeah. young? My parents would play it a lot. Which is funny. Because yeah. your parents, you're hiding the music from your parents. That, but you're yeah, playing yeah, the music yeah. that your parents like. And, and your parents had cool taste in music. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom was. I remember my, my mom has always had a real heavy R&B influence. Mm. I remember her having wow. Aaliyah's first CD. Wow. Wow. And I didn't even know who she was. I was like in like third grade or fourth grade. Yeah. And at the time I was like, oh, what is this? Like, this is different, you mm-hmm. know? She's like, oh, I don't know. I just bought it so, at Sam Goody's. So when your parents first saw you play, uh-huh. were they, what, what did they say? Were they proud? Oh, pretty critical. Really? <laughs> yeah. They're still Asian. Come on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, oh, people actually yeah. pay you to listen. Well, the, to fir- the first time I, I did it, I opened for a band in Igis. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 19th hole in Igis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was horrible. I wish I had the video. Like, it was terrible. That's what the- made it terrible? Oh, I forgot the songs I was going to play. Because I, oh, I, I, I had only bought the guitar like <laughs> 10 months before. So I'm oh. still learning guitar. Never have an iPad back And then I wasn't though, yeah. really singing, but yeah. I, I just loved it. So mm. how, what started it all, the part that I miss, and I always tell people is that I started attending open mics. So right after oh. the plane thing happened, I'm still at UH. So all my friends are going out, hey, we're going to this open mic. And the main reason was because they didn't card. Oh. oh. Right? So you could drink. And that's where I met Jen. I met Jen and Zaysha over there because they were hosting the open mic. At I Volcano remember, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah I remember Wait, who's that. Jen? Jen, Jen right, uh, right from oh, okay. yeah, yeah. J Rock, J Rock, J Rock. Okay. And so they would run the open mic her and Zaysha, and then that's how I got. I know, just watch. I would mm. watch for months, and then finally I went up to sing a song, and I got hooked because I was like, yeah, I almost died. <laughs> this yeah. is nothing. This is nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I think that that's a huge reason why I'm so crazy. What also helps is when you open your mouth, that voice comes out. <laughs> well, it, does so it, was not, it was not like that, trust me. It's, well, what is the, uh, how did you get it to? I just, I would sing like five hours a day. Wow. And that's how In I the got car it. and wherever? It, or? it wasn't until I got fired from that Hula Girl gig. That mm. Hula Girl job, that was like, that. it could have been the nail in the coffin ended up be just being a bunch of fertilizer because then I was super motivated. Yeah. I wasn't flying that much. I had that guitar and I just went to town. And you know, when you're when you're what, twenty years old, 
you got so much free time. Mm. You know, it's like all these young guys are like, oh, I'm so busy. Yeah, I miss like, those days. You ain't busy. <laughs> You're not busy at all. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's 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 different now too, yeah. right? We didn't have oh, yeah. social media. Yeah. Or right. I, I wasn't on it. It was my space. Right. Do they even have open mics anymore? I don't even. Yeah, I don't think so. Right? Uh, I don't know. Every so often there's an open mic. I know Mono Valley Theater is doing an open mic. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 So okay. So Jer- how do you now? You've built houses yep. from scratch, ground up. Yeah. How did you learn how to do that? So if you're pe- if you're when you were thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> in the midst of all yeah. <laughs> when I was so when I was shoot, I was maybe sixteen years old, seventeen years old. Um, my mother's auntie hired me. Now she at the time. She had amassed probably close to maybe then she had sold off a bunch, but she was still in probably like the forty to fifty home range. Oh, so properties wow. and some of those properties included apartment buildings, and so she had a she's a like a decent sized estate, you mm. know. And I worked for her for twenty dollars an hour, and I learned a lot from those jobs and some of the handymen that mm. were working with her, mm. and mm. so. I took that on and I did that all through college um, and, you know, knew what I had wanted to do. Because I think the power of leverage in real estate is so different than any other investment you can make. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the, I think that will, that's the biggest leverage point for all local people in Hawaii that they don't understand, right? It's a 20x proposition. Mm. On average, 4% rate, $500 can control $100,000 of property. Now, if that $100,000 is growing at 4 to 5%, 4.69 is the average. We've had 40% gain over the past two years. If we have that kind of average, I would want to make $4,000 a year on hundred grand. Now, let's extrapolate that to the median price, right? That's $44,000 for what is a $5,000 a month cost. All so the Chinese people just got really, really excited. <laughs> no, they're probably going like, I know this already. I just want to let you know. Carl and I sat there and oh, at least I did. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, so like that's the <laughs> and, and so once. Um, I'm sorry. What was the original question? I, now, how did I'll you break. even get into real? So, so you explain that so the handyman stuff because yeah. I got into that. And I understood from her. So she taught me a lot when I was really young, making $20 an hour. I'm doing electrical work, plumbing work, light framing, drywall, tile, all kind of crap, flooring. Wow. Uh, I had a huge student loan. That's why the student loan was like, Mm, I think, 78,000, close to 90 at one point with the interest rate accruing because I wasn't paying it because I was a dummy. And and I had, I had a, it was just wild. It was a wild time. And, I ended up deciding that I needed to buy a house. And so I had started looking when I was right around that same time. I started looking, I started understanding taxes and finance for myself. And so I started leveraging out the Jeremy Cheng Acoustics Company in order to qualify for loans. Mm. Looking and looking and looking, housing market was kind of rough for me as a How buyer. How old were you again? 21. Yeah. You know that's not normal, yeah, for 21 years. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was still living with my parents. <laughs> no, no, I was I was living with my parents. So I was 20. Maybe I was 20. 
I was at Ocean Club. Yeah, oh. shout, shout out to uh, <laughs> Terry Lynn Sato. I think she's still a Kodo banker. She was my realtor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Judy Meredith with, I think she's a PRMG. But, um, you know, I, anyways, so that's what happened. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So by 2013, so 2013, oh, how old was I then? Eight, so that's 20, what is that? 26? I was 87. Uh, 2005, I was 18. <laughs> 2013 is he 8. Does, he does auto math. Like the whole real estate yeah. thing. And then he goes, how old are you? I was about, I was 26 when I bought my, my first place with my wife. And that was, that was an interesting story. And we had renovated that entire property with a line of credit that I pulled on the house. A uh, small line of credit. And at the time, I was driving a black 911. So most of the wow. Waikiki oh, musicians whoa. remember that. Because I was finally making money in music. Mm. And of course, I decided to buy a 911 at a couple Panerai watches. And my mom kicked me out of the house. <laughs> what? Mom, yeah, my mom was like, oh, you, oh you're making money oh, now. You're making oh, money. Oh, okay, bye. Yeah. So she's very subtle. She's like, well, your room is $1,000 a month. Oh, and then it went to $1,500 a month the next month. So I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> and wow. She, yeah, and then she kicked me out. And so... I, well, she she probably won't say she kicked you out. She'll probably say. Oh no, she does. Oh, she does. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the best thing that ever happened. Mm, that was the yeah. best thing that happened to me. So I was out, met my wife, or met at the time she's my girlfriend, you know. And then we bought that house. I sold my car, renovated the house, brought the equity up, pulled the money out. What about your watches? Sold all the watches. Really? Huh? Sold everything. You yeah. probably sold the watches for a profit then too, right? No, at the time it wasn't. Because I think some of those watches were like, one was like $9,000. Oh, you're and right. I What kind of watches were these? Panerai watches, yeah. Panerai? I never yeah, the, the musicians of Aikiki will remember because I was crazy back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had that. I had a 911, I had a Cayenne Turbo S, I had a truck, and I was like living at my parents' house. It was like, it's like, 2022. I'm joking to all, the, to all the young listeners out there. But yeah, it was it was awesome. Sold everything and f- renovated that house, fixed it up, got it ready, pulled the equity out, pulled a hard money loan, and then built two brand new houses on the property. Wow. Yeah, and that was in 2016 I started that. Awesome. So, and then since then, just built out my whole portfolio. Wow. But for the average person, they don't have the skill set. Mm. But there's a lot of guys that they go, "Well, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna mm. do it, do it yourself," kind of thing. Sure. Do you recommend even attempting that, or yeah, is it, does it make sense to just hire someone that has the skill to, like, say you're gonna renovate something, fix it up, sell it? I I would say it's worth it, not for the benefit of having something nice, mm-hmm. but for having the benefit of growing your character. Mm. because unless you do something that is so outside of your wheelhouse Mm. where you fail nine times out of ten you won't know how hard the tradesmen are working and Mm. i think that there's a certain amount of dissent from like a certain class of academics towards trades guys and they really don't understand what makes a lot of the physicality in this world possible Mm -hmm. right so electricity plumbing right standing walls air conditioning, lighting, you know, all these things that people take for granted nowadays. So if you can do it and you can do it in a way that is safe, yeah, that is to code, that 
saves you money. But don't you have but to might be ugly. that you like have a license to do it certain things? I mean, oh, you can go yeah. on you can go on YouTube and do electrical in your own house, but if you're not an electrician, so no, that no can. So, yeah. So <laughs> like mechanicals is hard, yeah. But like if you want to be a homeowner builder, a lot of people you hear that term, right? Yeah. Homeowner builder, you can do it. You can frame your own walls. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Break down a wall. You can put uh, roofing uh, on. You might not get any warranties, you know? Like, yeah. so <laughs> you won't get the, the whatever 35-year warranty for your Architect 80 shingles you put on because you're not a licensed installer. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely do it. Now, when you, when you look back and you harken back to our... For me, it would be my grandparents' time, right? You have stories of a lot of families, and I've come to realize this over time with my real estate clients. Their fathers were the ones who built these homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a very common thread that is a part of Hawaii culture that no one talks about. You had all these guys. Where did they learn it from? Yeah. Think about that. Now. Where did they learn it from? Because in reality, is it hard? It's challenging to do well and fast. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you take your time and you measure five times, cut one time, same results, mm. just at a different speed. So I think that if you take the time to fail enough you will realize who you can be so i always tell people that so to answer your question oh diys and that i go yeah well you should sacrifice some of yourself to be who you could be because if not you will sacrifice who you could be for who you are now and i think that that's a big deal because you have a lot of people who don't have enough character they don't feel manly enough right they're just like oh i just do my job and this and that and i you know all these things it's like no fucking go out there dig a hole see how hard that is next Mm -hmm. time the plumber comes to do it you're gonna pay him and be like hey bro thank you (laughs) because guess what i took a crap and the crap went down the toilet like that's such a big that's such a that's such a loss you know and i think that people don't appreciate people don't appreciate it and i think that you know it's i'm not I'm not like, I, I don't go around talking about it. Well, I'm on the podcast now, so we can <laughs> talk about this and it's fun. But, you know, learning the trades is hard. And at this point, being a self-performing contractor where we do most of the work ourselves, minus, let's say, roofing, electrical, and plumbing, um, you know, it's, it's a lot to do. But you can still do it. And there's a lot of people who still do it. Now, they might do it wrong. You know, like, I've seen a lot oh, of yeah. things. Oh, yeah. As a realtor, we see Okay. I always walk in like, oh, yeah, someone someone did this. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not a contractor. Did no, but right. you can tell the con- when the contractors did it. Right. Or especially when a good contractor does it. Right. Because, like, they'll have the TV, TV cable, but they'll put it in a conduit. They're like, mm. oh, someone cared about this. You know, like, yeah. normally this thing's just, like, on the floor, yeah. you know. Mm. Yeah. Wrapped up, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and that's that's mm-hmm. the interesting thing for you because you get to see both sides of it, right? Because yes. as a contractor, but also as a real estate guy, yeah. Is it difficult to walk around a house without going? Well, that's wrong. Well, that's <laughs> you know. Wrong. Well, that's wrong. And you know, you're walking these people through the house trying to get them to buy the house, and halfway through, you go, "No, nah, this is a piece of shit. Don't buy this house. We gotta <laughs> go someplace else." Or, or yeah, you yeah. can hire my company to make the house look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Actually, it's probably the opposite because most contractors, like, you think something's a big deal and they walk in there like, eh, can fix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just did that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't, I, I've come to realize that the overarching goal for these families is to have a house. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's not, they don't want me to 
nitpick on it. And if there's something that I really need to bring to their attention, it's dangerous. I absolutely do. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I think a lot of my clientele is, tends to be investors. I'm an investor myself, and so um, whenever I talk to people, I speak from experience. And I think that that is very off-putting for a lot of first-time homebuyers. Really? Mm. Yeah. Facts, huh? Facts are like poetry. Everybody fucking hates it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like they don't want to know the facts. Yeah, they they want to know. Oh, I want to get an investment. Do you? You know, do you? Like, how badly do you really want to invest? Mm. Well, I don't want to live anywhere but town. Oh, okay, then not gonna work. It's it's challenging, right? Mm. It's real estate is binary. You have a set amount of income most of the times. It's coalesced over a two-year period. That's what you can buy. So for people who have the, you know, the pie in the sky idea of, ah, I'm going to watch YouTube videos, pay someone online to learn how to flip houses, burr houses. They have all these different, Mm -hmm. you know, shenanigans out Mm -hmm. there, right? It's very short-term thinking. And so when I'm assisting someone in that way, it's a challenge for, for me to then not pick everything up, right? Mm. So, you know, I think... Hmm. I, have a, a, I have a real estate question to ask both of you. Okay. John, so you, John can answer. You, just, <laughs> you guys just said, like, um, majority, of your, wait, majority of clients are investors. Yep. Meaning that they're not looking at a first home buyer to, to live in. They're looking at it to flip? No. So I, I, I don't believe in flipping. Okay. Um, I feel like it's... Uh, not everyone. I'm not trying to say anything bad about anybody who's out there flipping you know hey it's a job you're trying to make a living you know and i'll i'll definitely say it's a job because after your first flip you're not financially free you need to do multiple flips Hmm. right you have to keep the income stream coming in so i i don't believe in in flipping at all i'm looking at people for the long-term strategy i'm looking for people who are interested in raising the actual intrinsic value of the property by either one of few things um, making it more structurally sound, making it more habitable for a family to rent, and then finally something that is aesthetically pleasing. Because if you only address the aesthetically pleasing part, right, you have a 70-year-old home that is continuing to age, mm-hmm. and you're selling that on the market at top dollar because money's cheap. So how does that not pose a potential problem in the future? So if the problem now is housing, right, how is renovations not going to be a problem in 30 years from now when all of the flipped homes start falling apart mm. and costs of goods and services are now escalated 100, 150%? How are people in Hawaii then going to do it? Because I don't see rate, you know, the average wage in Hawaii is not growing mm-hmm. at 30% right. a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the, the short-term thinking of the flipping side of it. That's the part I dislike a lot, which is why I've never flipped any of my properties. Um, and you know you try to provide housing. So, but yeah, that's not really a thing. Sorry, what was your question again? Oh, about uh, about okay. oh, good about yeah. the home buyers being more in it for the investment than actually yeah. having a home oh. to live in. Yeah, you know, like when I bought my home, I didn't think like, oh, in ten years I'm gonna flip this thing and make <clears> some <throat> money off of it. And right, you know, I I I'm, was literally buying home to have shelter to have a home yeah, yeah. <laughs> shelter, you know? yeah. Well, you know what i mean it's a need yeah it was yeah. a need yeah. and most know? of my clients are more like you that's I, good I, to I hear. Don't do as many investment yeah. people oh, okay yeah i mean i would but but like he said a lot of invest people who come in at, 
looking for investments or looking for kind of kind of I think I get I get a bunch who are looking to start the investing like cycle for themselves so the first place they buy is pretty key right because mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. want to buy like the nicest place that has a crazy maintenance fee because mm-hmm. then you have no ROI at the end of the day mm. yeah for them it just becomes well I want to do it because my friend lives in the building or mm. I want to do it because this and I think if they come in and immediately tell me, hey, I want to eventually get to the point where I have four to five properties, I go, great, maybe we should start here. So with young families who mm. are trying to start out or, you know, people like you were saying who are, who are thinking of saying, okay, I want to make this, like, I want to live here, but it, it is an investment that I want to plan to move out roll of. into something else and move up. Um, is it better to go with an apartment? Is it better to go with a house? I mean, because I've heard both... I've, I've discussed with people both ways, right? Some people say, well, if you got a house, you fix it up, you don't have a, a cam, you don't have all that crap you got to deal with, right? But with an apartment, you just live there, you don't have to worry about it, they take care of everything and you're done, right? Does it depend on the person? That's, I'll let you answer it, that It kind of depends on the person. My, my experience has been that, at least in Hawaii, single-family homes trump condos for the most mm. part because, number one, you can... Beyond just the aesthetic part of a single-family home, there's a lot of opportunity to expand or add value. Because mm-hmm. like, when you buy a condo, you're buying just what, what's there, right? Yeah. And then the maintenance fee does eat into your cash flow, so you can't. it's harder to leverage off of it. Especially now that they're getting huge, too. It's like f- yeah. There's people living in apartments, and the, the cam is $1,400? Yeah, yeah. $2, so that, that, it goes up so fast, it's hard to get a good like you said, ROI on a yeah. basis. But um, so usually if it is a condo, if there's some kind of secondary function that's maybe out in the future, like, oh, I'm going to buy this and this is going to be an investment for one of my kids or something like that, then then that makes more sense to me than mm-hmm. just straight up like, I just want to buy this for cash flow. But n- not everybody can just go out and go, I'm going to buy a single family home right now in Hawaii. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, even Devin started off in a small little apartment. A dinky apartment, yeah. You know, and then... Yeah. You lived there a couple of years and then mm-hmm. sold it, right, for a mm-hmm. profit, and then now he's living in a home, you know. Yeah. But that's that's tough to say. Well, your first buy. Well, should well be I, I, this is assuming that someone already has a place to live. If, yeah. if you're buying it to live in, then yeah. I don't even think about it as an investment. It's, yeah. it's oh, okay. I so this is yeah, where yeah, you yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay, okay, that's, I got it. That's yeah. really the. Track. I got it. Because it's such a diverse way to utilize your money. So yeah. there's no real one-size-fits-all for people. And, and if you're going to live there and you're going to make it your home, then in, in my mind, I, I just keep it simple. It's like if you would like to live there, then most likely someone else will want to live there. Mm-hmm. So it's rentable. But you were saying that you have multiple properties, but you actually uh-huh. live in the first property that you bought, right? That's, yeah, well, until uh, December of this year. Oh, oh yeah. okay. So... Um, we live there now because one, we have four kids, and two, uh, it's a brand new house. Oh, so it, I completed it in 2019. So oh, you okay. tore down the old one and to the ground. Yeah, you built your own house. Yep, oh, that's uh, awesome, man. Yeah, so it, it was. I, I it was always fun. admire people who have that skill. Why you want to move then? That's your. That's a house you built. Well, so this is this is where build another one. This is where I'm just super weird. So <laughs> I, that house that I built, it's two houses on one lot. Yeah, it's three properties. So the property pays for itself. So we live for free, um, and by virtue of utilizing the equity that I added to the property, 
um, which was at this point, maybe valuation wise, it's at 1.7 and I bought it for 241,000. So I look at another project. Well, yeah, so I bought that and then it's, uh, I have about like $700,000 loan on it now. The two tenants that are there cover 95% of the mortgage and we're vacating that property now um, to move into a house. I'm building another house right now in Kaneohe. Oh, okay. Uh, I knew you'd make it back to Kaneohe at some point in time. (laughs) How far away from the bay? Um, About 100 feet. Nice. And so... I'm building that house now, um, but when we the the more important part is that when we exit the property that I'm currently at, that property is gonna cash flow ninety percent of my next property. And what's unique is that I had bought another property last year. I bought a duplex in town, and that one cash flows. So I'm actually across the board. I don't pay for any of my mortgages at this point. Wow. So everything is positive. And it's and the nice thing because you're uh, with a regular investor, you worry about okay, you have this rental, but say something breaks and right. you gotta fix it. You know, it's cost. Cost. Yeah. You just walk over the, with his toolbox. Well, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. 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 You don't, you don't I need send a one of my, one of my guy, employees you know? over there to do it. So yeah, but now yeah, building your own house right now in these times, mm-hmm. it must have been hard with the supply issue, right? Um. Well, I. There's, there isn't really a supply issue right now except for maybe appliances and some other specialty items, um, especially electronics. Electronics have been mm-hmm. hit really hard. But with regards to lumber, like lumber oh. prices have come down. Oh, really? really? Yeah. And so, and they will continue to come down because Hawaii is, Hawaii is backlogged because the, the delay in the supply chain is very large because it has to come over the boat. So because of it, the prices, I think, will still come down in the next few months. We should see it come down because building is starting to slow for some people. Mm. One, in Hawaii, we have per- the permitting issues is number one. Uh, number two <laughs> is that's a, that's a hard one. You know? Really never heard of that. Before. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I imagine <laughs> that, yeah. And then you just go in and they sign mm. it. Yeah. So there's that and, you know, obviously trying to, um, you know, get a builder to do the work for you or do it yourself or... You know, there's, there's a myriad of things that can happen when it comes down to it. But um, yeah. Yeah, just it's fascinating. Wild. We have two people in two weeks who have have kind of cracked the code on, you know, take this money, put it over here. Yeah. Take the house, take crazy. the equity, move it Cheng. over here. Yeah, and they both thing. have the same last name. Huh? We, we just had, we had Alex Cheng somewhere. on last week. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. And he's, he's kind of doing the oh, same wow. thing. And it's... It's fascinating because I, I have no capacity to be able no, to do it. No, me and you are just going to be broke dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just going to be broke dick the whole day. We're going to be living in a house going, nice out of the house. Yeah. We're on. Okay, we got we to gotta call Jeremy for confidence no. around the house. Because <laughs> for, for me, like I'm a brocanic, bro. If, I, if, if we need something getting fixed in my house, my wife's going to do it. It's not going to be me. No kidding. No, oh, no, yeah. no, seriously. Hey, or he's going to hire somebody. Because my, right. sup- my wife's uh, dad builds stuff. So, oh. so she learned that skill the from skill him. Set, yeah. and, and it is okay. a specific skill set. Let me tell you a story about today. <laughs> because I, I cleaned the studio today, right? I swear I cleaned everything, everything oh, down. God, here we go. And then Kyle comes in and I'm like, I bought a new welcome mat. So I'm like, hey, can you throw the welcome mat out in the front? And of course, he just t- throws it, right? So all the leaves is a, like blow back in the house. I'm like, what are you doing? And so he's like, oh, oh, 
what you got you're going swiffer or something I'm like yeah yeah swiffer's in the bathroom he got a swiffer he doesn't put anything on the swiffer and just starts <laughs> going like that like, you have to put a thing on the swiffer if you're gonna use it <laughs> i was just pushing the leaves <laughs> out let me swiffer them but you know that's how bad that's how bad in, in, in my defense what did john say throw the mat by the door <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i did yeah you did it and he cleaned the house so i figured the doorstep part should be clean too not blow all the dust back <laughs> but also but also <laughs> as we've gotten swimmer. older as we've gotten older we've gotten like i've come to terms with my non-ability to fix things and build things and all that stuff so i don't even try anymore like if my wife <laughs> If we're building something in the house, within five minutes, I'm getting tools from my wife and handing them to her <laughs> because she's gonna. Yeah. She's because if I try to do it, house, it right? takes. If I try to do it, it takes all day into maybe the yeah. next day. If she does it, it takes ten minutes, and she just back back back. No she problem. knocks it all out, and she's pow right. Yeah. yeah. And she always she continually tells me, "Oh no, I don't know anything about that stuff," and I'm like. You must know. Shut it. up. You she won't know it more, way more than you, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Garen's. I mean, that's that's like the spice of life, right? Just like everyone can do all these different yeah. wild things. And yeah. Just yeah. like. Yeah. It's what, what, I mean, if you yeah. need me make announcements how about how it's happening, exactly. I can totally how do that. How useful are you at home? I'm I'm not useful at all. <laughs> like, I, I can. No, no, no. You know what? I, I'm useful I'm useful in, in, in scaring the kids enough that they'll go do stuff. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I can, I can motivate them to do that's stuff. I got that one. That's a, that's that's a, a job. job. It's a job. That's a job. Yeah, it's a job. Cause you, and he knows. He got yeah. four of them. So, yeah. we, were, we were talking about that earlier before we even started the pod. Yeah. And we were laughing about how, uh, how it's interesting with boys. I think your girls will be a little bit better, though. I, so far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they, they're, they stand back and look at him like, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they go, he's so stupid. And I feel like that. And then they, yeah. they work it they out. Learn. When your boy is um, like having a watch and 9-11, then you know it's time to what you got to do. Kick him out, yeah. Out. Actually, he'll be working for you. the parents out there. Well, we'll see. He wants to be a pilot. So, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're kidding me. No, that's what he wants to that's do. Awesome. It's a good time to be a pilot now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah sure. it's easy to get a job right now. And good time oh, to you be must be like, right hmm, now. I should maybe go. Uh, maybe, yeah. I, there was a point recently where I was like, would I want to do that for fun? And I was like, mm, I don't, I don't want to be away. I, I love mm. Hawaii. And so I don't really want to. I don't a, have that desire. There's a good time to be anybody right now because everybody needs... There's yeah. so much people looking for jobs. Yeah. It's like job openings. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah, really. Well, Jeremy. Yeah. We have this last question for Kay. you. If you were stranded on a desert island yeah. for the rest of eternity and could only take, I guess, the catalogs of three artists <laughs> with Oh, no, he's old enough. To. He can do albums, right? He's a little young. Catalogs? Yeah, so like, well, three artists' music. Oh, like all of pick. their music. Or if you yeah. want to talk about specific albums, you can talk oh, about specific okay. albums. Okay. Listen to yeah. for the rest of eternity. Yeah. What would those three albums be? Three albums or just the artists? You can and do either. Either, either, either one. Either one. It's getting too confusing. Okay. <laughs> Pe- people. <laughs> Anybody amazing. 35 years <laughs> and younger. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. probably if it was, okay, maybe um, Isley Brothers. Oh. Mm. Okay, that's a Isley nice. Brothers. And I'm by myself, yeah. Yep. <sighs> um, so you don't have to satisfy your wife, but yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to buy yeah, stuff yeah. for her. It's fine. <laughs> Isley Brothers. <laughs> you see the anxiety, yeah. I know, yeah. I was like, don't worry about it. It's, it's like okay. asking my she wife. She's not on the with you. She's not on the with you. It's okay. <laughs> so Isley Brothers, maybe. Um, 
Luther Vandross, probably. Oh. And probably Ernie. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Does I guess that would include Kyle Crater Boys? Yeah. And the solo portraits. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, for our Patreon, Jeremy's going to stick around. We're going to jam cool. something with some something in our room here. We have a, a bunch of instruments here yeah. now, so yeah. it Woo. makes it a little interesting. But for everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank we you. We shall see you next week on another podcast. See you.